48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The Security Secretary says the government will look into how to oversee foreign and Taiwanese political organisations when drafting Article 23. Seven people charged with conspiring to incite subversion are to appear at West Kowloon Court this afternoon and a leading unionist has expressed reservations over a suggestion by the Labour Secretary for people to transfer their mandatory Provident Fund savings into an annuity plan. Security Secretary Chris Tang says the government will look into how to oversee foreign and Taiwanese political organisations when drafting Article 23. Speaking during the Legislative Council meeting, Mr Tang said the existing national security law may not suffice and it's necessary to enact Article 23. He said the authorities will speed up their work with the legislation and he hopes it can be completed in the next LegCo term. He spoke through an interpreter. Now, that is rather a complex piece of legislation. The 2003 draft uh, will be taken into reference. Also, since the national security law has been enacted, there may still be gaps that need to be filled uh, with the Article 23 legislation. So uh, we have to do some consultation and explanation work. We will expedite the work as much as we can. Seven people suspected of belonging to a pro-independence group are to appear at West Kowloon Court this afternoon after they were charged with conspiring to incite subversion. As Vicky Wong reports, one of those charged is just 16 years old. Reports say the suspects, aged between 16 and 25, belong to the group known as Returning Valiant. They've been charged with conspiracy to incite others to commit subversion under the national security law. The seven include a 16-year-old female arrested yesterday and a detained 18-year-old woman as well as five others who've had their bail arrangements revoked. In July, police arrested nine people from returning Valiant on suspicion of engaging in terrorist activities with an alleged plot to blow up Hong Kong courts, cross harbour tunnels and railways. Unionist Bill Tang has expressed reservations over a suggestion by Labour Secretary Law Chi Kuang for people to transfer their mandatory Provident Fund savings into an annuity plan, saying this would not benefit grassroots workers. Mr Tang told an RTHK programme the steady income from an annuity plan would be far too low for grassroots people to make ends meet. He said before the transparency of the annuity system is improved and before the interest rates become more attractive, the government should not make it mandatory. China Evergrande says it's planning to raise nearly 10 billion yuan by selling part of its stake in a mainland bank to repay a loan with the bank. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, Evergrande said it had agreed to sell a 19.9% stake in Shengjing Bank to a state-owned enterprise. It said its cash crunch had adversely affected the, the bank in a material way and the introduction of a state-owned enterprise will help stabilise the operations of the bank. The official in charge of the government's vaccination drive has expressed hopes that new vaccination points at public hospitals will make it more convenient for elderly people to get inoculated. Queen Mary Hospital, Tun Moon Hospital and Queen Elizabeth Hospital began operating vaccination booths today to give out BioNTech jabs. Speaking after visiting Queen Mary Hospital, Patrick Nip explained that these booths mainly target those who have appointments at the hospitals. The intention, of course, is to facilitate those patients who need to uh, have a consultation at hospitals so that while they are at hospitals waiting for the medical consultations or waiting for the drugs, that they would take the opportunities, you know, uh, really on site at the hospital compound, they can get a jab. 
So uh, I would expect those who are coming to hospitals will receive the jab. There are no uh, hard and very rigid rules, but uh, I would expect for those who do not need to go to hospitals, of course we would advise them not to go to hospital. And uh, there are other channels, including uh, you know, 20 odd vaccination centers in the community that also provide a very uh, convenient channels for them to uh, receive the vaccines. A rural leader says he supports the idea of making it easier for indigenous clans to sell ancestral plots so as to facilitate housing development in the new territories. Bowie Howe was responding to media reports that Chief Executive Carrie Lam may announce in her policy address next week that the sale of such land will no longer need the unanimous consent of the entire clan. Mr Howe said it's understandable that New Territories people have to make sacrifices for Hong Kong's land development and a clan can always rebuild their ancestral halls somewhere else. An urban studies professor has urged authorities to release more data about a massive redevelopment plan for Mong Kok and Yao Ma which covers 212 hectares. Ng Mi Kam from the Chinese University was commenting after lawmakers called on the government to speed up the regeneration plan of the busy and iconic area, saying it'll take years to come to fruition. Ms Ng said more data was needed to judge whether the plan was worthwhile. From the data that I have, I don't think, you know, we really are ready in a sense because the plan focuses on the buildings and argue that uh, buildings are old and so need to be, you know, redeveloped. But the authority has not really released uh, data on uh, who are living there, who will be affected, and uh, actually what the carrying capacity of the two districts. New evidence has shown the extent of foreign project funding by China, much of, it, much of it in the form of expensive loans concealed from government balance sheets. A lot of the money supports China's Belt and Road Initiative, Beijing's world-changing mission to build new trading routes. Dr Brad Parks from the US University William & Mary is the lead author of the study. We found that in an average year, China spends about $85 billion on overseas development projects and the US spends less than half that amount about $37 billion each year. And we find that the color of the money really matters. Beijing is now outspending Washington with debt rather than aid. America's top general, Mark Milley, has been quizzed at a Senate committee hearing about telephone calls he made to his Chinese counterpart in the dying days of the Trump administration. He said the calls were not intended to usurp the president's authority as commander-in-chief. General Milley said they'd taken place amid intelligence. The Chinese were worried about a possible U.S. attack on them. I am specifically directed to communicate with the Chinese by Department of Defense guidance, the policy dialogue system. These military-to-military communications at the highest level are critical to the security of the United States in order to deconflict military actions, manage crisis, and prevent war between great powers that are armed with the world's most deadliest weapons. North Korea says it's fired a new type of hypersonic missile off its east coast, the third test this month. Hypersonic missiles travel at five times the speed of sound. From Seoul, here's the BBC's Laura Bicker. North Korean state media described the new hypersonic missile as a strategic weapon. This usually means it has nuclear capabilities. The report claimed that creating this new system had been a top priority and its test launch confirmed the navigational control and stability of the missile. Leader Kim Jong-un outlined a wish list of weapons in a speech in January. This hypersonic missile was among them. Talks to dismantle North Korea's arsenal in return for sanctions relief remain stalled. And Pyongyang seems determined to prove it will continue to develop new weapon systems, despite international condemnation. 
President Biden has cancelled a scheduled trip to Chicago to try to save his domestic economic agenda. He's attempting to find common ground between moderate and progressive members of his own Democratic Party over the cost of his long-term infrastructure plan. Without such unity, he cannot get the legislation through, as Republicans solidly oppose his policy. Tim Scott is the Republican senator for South Carolina. Democrats control the White House, the Senate, the House. They have the votes to raise the debt ceiling. Unfortunately, they also have the votes to fundamentally weaken the greatest economic engine in world history. What they do not have the votes to do is to force Republicans to be complicit with their reckless spending spree. Also at stake is the imminent potential shutdown of the federal government unless approval can be reached to raise the level of national debt. With federal funds due to expire tomorrow, President Biden's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned that if the limit is not raised, it could result in the US government's first ever default on its debt. A cassette tape of John Lennon singing a previously unheard song called Radio Peace has sold at auction in Copenhagen for almost 60,000 US dollars. The recording was made more than 50 years ago by four Danish schoolboys, while the former Beatle and his wife Yoko Ono were staying in a remote corner of Jutland in Denmark. The anonymous buyer also acquired Polaroid photographs of the boys with Lennon and a copy of the school newspaper they were interviewing him for. The premiere of the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die, has finally taken place in London after an 18-month delay. It marks the fifth and final outing of Daniel Craig as a suave British secret agent, 007. Here's the BBC's Colin Patterson. Bond is back and it's been quite a wait. It's almost six years since the previous film Spectre and the premiere for No Time to Die was originally scheduled for here at the Royal Albert Hall in March last year but was postponed due to Covid. Its release date has been put back a further two times since then. The plot revolves around an attempt to rescue a kidnapped scientist. James Bond also seems to be making up for lost time by adding time. With a duration of 2 hours and 43 minutes, No Time to Die is the longest Bond film ever. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,388. That's 116 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $65 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.46 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 54 cents. To sports, and we start in the European Champions League, where Lionel Messi has scored his first goal for Paris Saint-Germain. Then the ball into Mbappe, back to Messi! PSG defeated Manchester City 2-0 in their Champions League group stage match. Idrissa Gay opened the scoring at the Parc des Princes before Messi sealed the win with 15 minutes to go. Former Manchester City midfielder Michael Brown was at the game. I think you know where all the headlines are going to be. With good performances from both teams, he's some flashes of brilliance, but the headlines will be taken by Messi. And that's what we expect from the great man himself. He gets that one opportunity, give me the ball, comes in off the right-hand side, quick play and follow, dispatches a wonderful effort into the top right corner. He's back and he's with PSG. But it's been a great game and I think ultimately the finishing that they had obviously got them the win. Liverpool thrashed Porto 5-1 in Portugal with Mo Salah and Roberto Firmino each scoring twice. The Reds remain top of Group B with two points above Atletico Madrid, who defeated AC Milan 2-1. Here's the Liverpool captain, Jordan Henderson. Well, it's definitely not job done. Uh, there's another four games to play, um, and it is a very difficult group. 
Um, but we've had two good, very good performances against Milan and now Porto. Um, yeah, we've applied ourselves very well, put on good performances and got the results that we deserved. So, good start, but far from over. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp is already looking forward to playing Manchester City in the English Premier League this weekend. Yeah, we play against Man City. I don't think that it's now that makes too much sense to to think too much about how many goals we can score against them. We need a a, a complex and a, a complete performance uh, against them to have a chance. Only on that's it. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to to playing at home again after a while. There was a stunning upset in Spain where Sheriff Tiraspol from the Moldovan League defeated European giants Real Madrid 2-1. Details from the BBC's John Bennett. One of the biggest upsets in Champions League group stage history. Real Madrid made a decent start, but as the game went on, the Moldovan champions gained in confidence and took the lead midway through the first half. A wonderful header by Jasur Yatshebaev from a Cristiano cross. The Spanish giants pushed hard for the equaliser and finally got it on 64 minutes when Vinicius Jr. was brought down in the box and with the help of a VAR decision, Karim Benzema equalised from the spot. Manager Carlo Ancelotti threw on Crows, Modric, Rodrigo and Jovic to try to score the winner, but in injury time, an astonishing moment at the other end of the pitch. FC Sheriff's Luxembourg international Sebastian Till with a brilliant left foot half volley, which flew into the back of the net. Ajax made it two wins in two games with a 2-0 success over Besiktas in Amsterdam. Borussia Dortmund were 1-0 winners at home over Sporting. Inter were held to a goalless draw by Shakhtar Donetsk in Ukraine. Boxing legend Manny Pacquiao is officially hanging up his gloves. The eight-division world champion and Philippine senator has announced his retirement from the ring. Pacquiao finished his 26-year, 72-fight career with 62 wins, eight losses and two draws. Of those 62 wins, 39 were by knockout and 23 by decision. He won 12 world titles. In Major League Baseball, Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run home home run. Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela added solo shots and the visiting New York Yankees defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 7-2 to pick up a crucial win in the American League wildcard race. By taking the opener of a three-game series, the Yankees posted their seventh victory in a row and opened a two-game lead on the Red Sox for the top wildcard. Boston is one game up on Toronto and also a game up on Seattle, pending the Mariners' late result at Oakland. To the weather forecast, mainly fine and very hot this afternoon with light winds. The outlook, very hot again tomorrow with isolated showers. Sunny periods over the holiday weekend, but there'll be some isolated showers as well. Currently 32 degrees, humidity 67%, and the very hot weather warning is still in force. To end the news, the top story once again. The Security Secretary says the government will look into how to oversee foreign and Taiwanese political organisations when drafting Article 23. New sports and weather from RTHK. Cheers, Todd. Good afternoon to you. Uh, James Ross in for Noreen for today only. Yes, it is the one, two, three show. We've got music and chat and cruise a little bit later on.
actually sounds like it's something out of the Motown uh, era, doesn't it? It was 1998, but in fact it was a salute uh, to Motown and in there, samples of Where Did Our Love Go, The Supremes and uh, I Can't Help Myself, Sugar by Honey Punch, or even Honey Bunch, uh, The Four Tops, it was Ace of Bass. And always have, always will. Yes, good afternoon. It is James Ross. Hope your Wednesday is going well. A little later on, we're going to talk to uh, Cruz. And we're going to talk about kettles. Yeah. I'm wondering too. Take it away. Wanna hear you play till the lights go down. 